0: Hello, and welcome to the first installment of Picture Me Better. My name is Tamara Chapman. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to finally be doing this. Today, we have a very special guest, my good friend, O.G. Haynes. But before I have him introduce himself... (laughs) Hey. Hi. Before I have him introduce himself, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this podcast. So, Picture Me Better is actually named after a song which has great meaning to me, but it also links to the themes of my podcast, which follow my own self-documentation of creating a photo book that I hope to release in 2022, as well as having conversations with other Black photographers within the community. I myself have been shooting film for about three years now, and when I initially got into it, I struggled to find resources that fit me. I came across a lot of YouTube videos and other podcasts that usually were by white men and I felt like there wasn't really anyone out there that looked like me from what I could see. So I really wanted to create this space for black photographers and brown photographers to talk to other photographers, learn from each other, and grow from it. So now I'm very excited to welcome OG Haynes.
1: Hey um Hi, Tamara, Thank you for having me on. This is is lovely. I love being here. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am a film photographer. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I've been shooting, or I've been making pictures for about, I guess, four or five years now. Wow. Um, Yeah, just recently started... Kind of, I guess, studying my work a little bit more, understanding what it is I want to shoot, how it is I want to shoot it, and I guess, like, who my inspirations are. Um, So I've been recently doing a lot of, like, self-reflecting and um, self-evaluating, so, like, studying my work, um, other photographers' work, and yeah.
0: (laughs) So whose work have you been studying?
1: um currently a little bit of everybody so like a lot of photographers artists in general so like musicians painters literally everybody so to be specific i would say right now kennedy carter she's probably one of my biggest inspirations as a peers i would like to think and this cinematographer named arthur jaffa He's, yes he's, he's yeah, he's amazing insane. He's worked on a lot of projects for Jay-Z, Solange um, and has done a lot of personal work that has been really influential on the black community and black people and been listening to a lot of music and music is probably one of my biggest inspirations. so <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell me about some of the music. I'm very interested. Um,
1: for me, music is, like, one of my biggest, like, inspirations in how I want to picture my work and how I want my work to feel. Like, mm-hmm. when you listen to a song, I you get this kind of feeling and this kind of emotion that runs through you and just makes you feel a certain type of way. That's what I want my work to look like, I want it to feel like, and just make the viewer interact with my work better. So I love that. Um I've been listening to a lot of Smino. Um he's a rapper from the south. I'm not sure what part. Um a lot of Brent Fires. He's probably one of my favorite artists. He's
0: he's out. amazing. Yeah, he's his insane. songwriting's crazy. Yeah,
1: he's insane and his voice is godly so respect
0: him for that (laughs) this is this is sorry to interrupt but this is so interesting to me because no one ever talks about musicians influencing their work it's always other photographers or like other artists yeah so i'm very i feel like that has a great connection to your work like now that i'm hearing about that and
1: like it's it's literally what i go back to like ask anyone like ask my girlfriend i listen to music Throughout the entire day It's like one of my biggest Activities to do with anything Like if I could listen to music While watching TV or reading I would um, So every time I listen to music I think about my work In like this Masterpiece type of way Like how could, How can I make a picture That makes me feel The way like this song Makes me feel If that makes sense
0: Yeah. Yeah I want you to tell me about Tell me about, like, a photo that you, like, related to, like, a specific song or something. Not to, like, no, you know, you can no, think through good. but...
1: A specific photo, like, I, I couldn't know off the top of my head, but, like, I know, like, a lot of artists I can think of that remind me of a specific musician. So like, like I said, I love Smino, I love Brent, I love, you know, Solange and artists that kind of view this, the black experience as like this beautiful, cool and um, authentic type of way. And a lot of artists like I can see, like Arthur Jaffa, for example, he is probably one of the biggest artists that I know that kind of reminds me of those those musicians so like all of his pieces all of everything he's directed and um all the projects he's been a part of especially Solange's pieces for example he's reminds me of everything I listen to so I think that's super cool.
0: Wow I really love that and like this gives me Such a new perspective. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) I respect you for that. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know why. It's just something I always think about. Like, oh, I want my work to... Like, I want it to make somebody feel something that makes them feel like when they listen to a song. So, yeah.
0: Tell me, like, a little bit about your personal process. Like, I know you've been working on some projects and have some in the works. So what's that been like for you?
1: It is literally, like, the most natural and like and fun thing to think about so like projects come to me while I'm doing anything and I think that's the best part of the process and the best part of making images and making anything with Mm -hmm. that regard. I have been working on this project called Something to Die For for a couple of months now I started back in I want to say June early September no yeah early September, wow, those two months are, like, very far apart. Early September, I started working on it, and it's basically me um, documenting black artists in their most, like, vulnerable environment, in their most, like, vulnerable state. So, like, I would love to make pictures of, like, for you, example, like, Tamara, you're an amazing image maker, so I would love to photograph you in your apartment and um, also just kind of do a little interview and a little talk and a little session um, of your practice and, you know, what makes you take pictures and make pictures the way you do. So I would love to do that with photographers, with... um, Musicians, artists, anybody. So, And then hopefully I would love to turn that into like this art exhibition where I can, you know, make it bigger than myself and have everybody showcase their work in just a way that like they haven't before. Like, you know, like I know a lot of my musician friends haven't had the chance to perform, or a lot of my designer friends haven't had the chance to, like, showcase their pieces as a fashion show, or a lot of photographers I know you know, that make beautiful work haven't had the chance to have like an exhibition of their own. So if I could kind of make this project for them, also for me, and then also for, like, everybody else in Like the community I think that'd be super cool So that's one of like my biggest projects I've been working on And then a few little side projects Like I have this one project Where I call it Essentials and I Just kind of (laughs) My bad Um, Yeah I call it essentials And I look at um, low-income neighborhoods in the Bronx, in Harlem, in Brooklyn, and you kind of see the same small businesses everywhere. So, like, you'll see like a corner store everywhere. You'll see a Chinese food place everywhere. You'll see um, a beauty supply store, a barber shop. So, I would kind of love to make pictures involving that and just kind of documenting that in a way that people, you know, look over. And, like, you don't really think about it, but, like, you see these places in every low-income neighborhood, and it's just, like, I think there's beauty in that, number one. And number two, I think it's just something that people look over, and that's kind of what I want my work to Yeah,
0: you're very, very, you're very genuine. And this is so, like... I'm really enjoying myself right now because I'm getting (laughs) to know you more and I feel like we've been getting to know each other so much recently. So one of the other reasons that I invited you here is because recently I've been doing a lot of work in the field and you've been kind enough to assist me on that. And it's
1: been a pleasure. Thank
0: you. It's been good having you. Thank (laughs) you so much. It's been, I'm really glad that you've like assisted me on like my first projects because I know like going forward. I always have you to like count yeah. on, so that yeah. means a lot to yeah. me. Yeah, no, thank you. But one thing that I really wanted to talk about is negative experiences in the field. Yeah. Because to be completely honest, every opportunity that I've had has been pretty negative, yeah. and there's things that I definitely could have done on my end to yeah. make that better. Yeah. And we've been talking about it a lot, Yeah. and it comes back to communication with yeah. clients yeah. and like you know building yeah. a good contract but yeah. before we get into that i just wanted to like hear about your experience like assisting yeah. because i've never assisted anyone before right and i'm sure it's a very different experience than like you know yeah. making the photos yourself yeah. so
1: so it's very funny because like I've never really assisted anyone either until I started assisting for you. And then once I started assisting for you, I was like, hey, like, you know, I could do this for other photographers. So, you know, I started to reach out and um, to some photographers that inspire me and, and stuff like that. And, you know, some get back, some don't. It's, you know, I don't take it personal, but it's yeah. it's, it's fine. But um as far as, like, experiences go, like, I've had experiences with, one, you assisting, and two, like, for myself, my work um, and my experiences aren't, I haven't had the opportunity to shoot for as big as clients as you have or as other photographers have, but, like, I've shot for my friends and um, my experience with them, and, you know, no matter how big or small, like, photographers, I feel like, always have this kind of viewpoint on them that is just, like, that it just seems like we're just, you know, clicking a button, like, on our phone, and it's it's more than that. It's it's an art form. It's um, we take time in, you know, making these pictures, and, you know, especially if you shoot film, like, you're literally making these pictures from jump. You don't know what they're looking like, so it's time and money and it's an art form it's more than just you know clicking a button and being like all right cool like hope this comes out but
0: um, it takes a lot yeah of precision and time yeah and people think that people underestimate yeah there's the stress that they like, yeah. have to deal with yeah just and to- it's
1: it's crazy yeah. because it's like not even like just clients so like i do that in quotes but like i've had a lot of like friends and acquaintances be like know that I take pictures and and know that you know it's something I'm interested in and because they're my friends they kind of view me as this person like oh he could just come and chill with us and take pictures
0: like that's the worst when they're like oh let's hang out but bring your camera yeah like bring
1: your camera like the other um like a couple of weeks ago my friend I'm not gonna say his name <laughs> <laughs> my friend he um he hit me up he was like hey we're having a studio session and my boy like he was like you should come through and I was like all right cool 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 and like a message or two messages afterwards it was just like bring your camera like <laughs> I was like one you could have worded that better and two it like bro why say that like lucky for you like I bring my camera everywhere so it's just like I was gonna bring it regardless but two like is that like what this is about like do you just want to chill with me because you want pictures of yourself in the mm-hmm. studio or do you like really want me to come
0: uh, um, people yeah. my biggest thing is that People don't realize how expensive photography right. is, like, especially right. film right. you have to pay for the role, you have to get it scanned, you have to right. get it developed like right. you have to go through that whole process, right. and people think it's like
1: right and even free. with like even with digital photography, like although it's not as expensive as film, there's still a process that goes into it. like a lot of the pictures need to be edited they're not they don't come out like looking like this masterpiece every time you know as soon as you send it to them so there's a process in like taking pictures as a whole so
0: yeah actually that actually brings us right back to what we were talking about with like contracts and stuff and og has definitely witnessed (laughs) my negative experiences in the field and although i wouldn't want to go through them again i'm glad that i did because now i have the space to like talk about this right now So I think it'd be cool if we could talk about. We should like each say like two or three things that we feel like should be in a contract. Because I cannot stress this enough. Yeah. (laughs) Contracts are so so so. Oh my god, that was so. Contracts are so important, and they can really make or break your experience. It's
1: yeah. It's just like a simple line of communication before the business is done and dealt with. So.
0: Exactly. That
1: is if you could avoid any complications. Write out a contract like,
0: yeah. it's a very tedious process but it's definitely worth it yeah okay. okay so even before getting into the contract i think it's important to just as a photographer in general to kind of build a backbone yeah. like for your expectations yeah. and for what clients can expect when they you know hit yeah. you up for a project yeah. i think that this is like a conversation that I'm like still having with myself actually. So it's been like very, it's been very stressful because I'm like, well, what do I like? I I don't know. Like I'm asking you to pay me, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to ask you to pay me, you know? But I feel like, especially, especially when it comes to the rates, (laughs) that's when they get you. But I think the biggest thing is just knowing like, what these people can expect from you in terms of, like, turnaround. I feel like that's the biggest thing for contracts.
1: Yeah, It's weird in a way because we're artists first. We're not, like, business people first. And like I said, it's still, it's a business. It's our business. And that's not the first thing we think about. But because if a client comes to us and says, hey, I want you to shoot, you know, some pieces for my brand for, you know, my upcoming season you're not thinking about like i mean obviously you're thinking about the money but also like you're thinking about like what type of shots you're gonna make what they want in terms of how these pictures are gonna look but yeah it's it's just as important to think of
0: something i literally was thinking about like a few days ago which is gonna sound pretty sad is like (laughs) when working with a client like do you take into consideration, like, their values compared to yours? And, like, do you work with them based on that? And to be completely honest, like, most of the shoots that I've done, like, I don't. I usually just (laughs) do it. I usually do it for the money because we're literally in a pandemic right now. And I've only been freelancing since the pandemic has started. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this shoot that's only going to pay me $200 or $150, but, like, I need the money, so I'm going to do it. But... I don't know where was I I don't know where I was going with that, but I guess
1: I guess the contracts. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, it all,
1: <laughs> and it all goes back, back to, to the contracts. contracts.
0: <laughs> so I am now realizing before getting into even talking about contracts, I realize that even when I do kind of lay out a backbone for what a shoe is gonna look like, that doesn't necessarily stop The other person or the client from taking advantage of you, and that hasn't happened every single time I've ever done a shoot, obviously, but (laughs) it has happened to me before, and I don't, I don't mind speaking about the experience just because, you know, people go through this all the time, and it's not something that's really vocalized. So I think something that's pretty consistent for me in these situations is always a lack of communication and I think as someone who's pretty shy you know I kind of just let my photos do the talking so the communication before <clears throat> the shoot during the shoot and after the shoot is yeah. always really difficult because I don't want to ask questions or I think I know what's going on but I really don't yeah. or I'm just not well prepared enough either because I didn't get enough stuff from the clients or I just wasn't sure like how I was gonna intertwine my own work or yeah. like my own style with what the client was expecting Um. but honestly (laughs) I don't even know where to start so I feel like the most effective way to unpack this I really want to keep this you know as like a conversation between us because we talk about photography so much so I just want this to be like you know we're just we're just talking we're just
1: vibing (laughs)
0: exactly but I think one of the biggest things like Okay, so we'll do, like, before, yeah. during the shoot, and after the shoot. So yeah. before the shoot, I feel like something really good to do is, like, have a consultation call. Yeah,
1: that's actually that's actually really smart. A consultation call would be, like, even before the contract, and just, like, as a feeling to, like, feel each other out and just get a vibe for each other and, you know... Talk about what they want and what you can offer them, and like before the contract even starts.
0: Yeah, I did that. um, When I booked like my first, my first commission, like back in June for the summer. We did, like, she asked if we could do a FaceTime call, and I was like, I've never done this before. Like, I'm pretty nervous, but after meeting her on the phone, like, that made me feel so much better about the shoot. And I was like, I know what she looks like. And even though I wasn't photographing her, I was like, I know she's, like, she's chill. So that's something I definitely want to do more. Or something that was recommended to me was to make, like, you know, one of those Google Forms and have people, like, just be like, what are you looking for? What kind of shots? Like. what are your expectations for like how many photos you're gonna get back like stuff like that because I feel like you have to I feel like it's really important to like you know actually be feeling like what these clients are asking for unless it's like I feel like personally if it's like an editorial or something and you know what it is like I mean you kind of know what you're getting yourself into but if you're working with like a client and it's like a random person then I feel like you should really like open the floor to make sure that you guys are like honestly just vibing yeah
1: on a communication basis like just going back and forth hey this is what I can offer this is what you want here's the meeting ground this is how many pictures you're gonna get here's what's edited not edited you know stuff like that
0: that's I never ask people like how many edited how many unedited because I usually because just I assume like, they want them all
1: edited, yeah because for me as a photographer I've sent like edit like I always edit my pictures regardless but some people will do edits on top of my edits like they'll add a filter on top of my edits and i'm just like
0: those people (laughs) those people are evil like
1: like why (laughs) like, <laughs> to me,
0: though, that's just like it just it's so it disrespectful ugly. because like yeah. you might as well have just taken your iPhone, yeah. taken these photos yourself, and just went on exactly Facebook thing. or something. Like,
1: or you could have just asked me like, "Hey, is this edited? um If so, can you send the unedited one so I can do what I want?" I, like, honestly, I would have been fine with that. But like, now you're disrupting, you know another part of my art, and it's just like...
0: And they're altering your style, which is like you're commissioning that person because of their style.
1: Exactly. And that's something that I feel like should be talked about.
0: Yeah, Yeah. also after, before and after, because people might change their mind in the process, but thinking about during a shoot, I feel like, I guess it really depends on the person now that I think about it, because for me, I like to work, like, I like to... (coughs) I don't, I don't want to say like tunnel vision, but yeah. like when I'm shooting, like that's all that's
1: in your mind I'm
0: tapped into. Like yeah. I'm not paying attention to anything else. And I usually kind of shut down sometimes like when I'm shooting because I'm just right. so focused Right. and I really do want to prioritize like communicating more during a shoot and just being like, yeah. what are you thinking of this? Like, are you feeling this yeah. And lately? And pretty much for most of the time I've been shooting, I always tell people like, although i am taking these photographs of you like i want you to also like the way that
1: you're being like
0: perceived through my lens right i'm not gonna
1: have my subject be forced to do something one they don't want to do or one that's just unnatural to yeah so and also i feel like another thing for during the shoot would be like trust um And that goes for all photographers, but mainly like film photographers, because when it's film, you don't know what it's going to look like until you get it back from the lab or your own scans or whatever. So trust between the client, trust between the subject and trusting yourself in your own vision, in your own eye. Like that's very, very important for what like I feel like is just one of the main things that needs to be had. Before you even pull up to the shoot Is just trust yourself like, Just have everybody else trust you as well like,
0: Yeah, because I feel like If you're only shooting film somewhere yeah. It's like everyone has to trust you yeah. Because you're making the photos You can't Word. just press a button And see it in front of you People have Word. to trust it Not just from that moment But up until the point that you get the photos back from the lab yeah. And people don't think about The fact that it takes time
1: yeah. For film yeah.
0: To be like
1: developed, yeah. scanned, and just sent back to you in general. Then like, you got to
0: edit it. Yeah.
1: Luckily enough, I mean, Picture House, shout out to them. I mean,
0: <laughs> Picture House and the yeah. Small Dark Room yeah. and Chelsea, yeah. world's best film yeah. lab. Shout out
1: to them because I this
0: swear. is my. Yes. Yeah. I have been to so many okay, let's let's get into yeah, it real quick. Talk. I have been to so many film labs since I moved here like three years yeah. ago. Or moved back here, let me say. Yeah. New York. But picture house? Yeah. I'm sorry, but nobody is doing it like picture Hands house. Down. Nobody. Hands down. Hands down.
1: I'll pay them whatever for whatever. Like they are I paid. top pay, tier. I like, pay thirty
0: dollars per roll.
1: Yeah. And like think about that. Like thirty dollars per roll. Like the cheapest I've ever paid for, like to get a roll developed and scanned is like five dollars, and the scans aren't on not even like on a level that picture house can can even come close to. So like
0: yeah, they're honestly just servers. Like, yeah, you know yeah. So <laughs> we got a little carried away there, but. <laughs> now for aftershoots. So I think at this point, if your boundaries haven't been established in terms of expectations, I feel like this is where things can really escalate. And I've realized that in situations where they've been negative, and I am thinking about something pretty specific, and I do want to get into that a little after. Yeah, if boundaries haven't been established by this point, this is when you need to do it. Because now it's like dropping off the film or... If you're shooting digital. Yeah. So, like, turnaround time, photo amount. Editing. All of that stuff. Social
1: media posts.
0: Oh, social media posts. That right there kind of has a lot to do with, like, the most negative experience I've had recently. And I've been thinking about for a minute whether or not I wanted to share it because... You know, I don't want to blast anyone. Okay, but at the same sure. time, that's obviously not... It's just
1: an experience you had, though. Like, it, I don't think it's actually, like, blasting them, but it's also, like, you're the artist. You have experiences just as much as they have experiences. So.
0: But, yeah, honestly, you're right. I shouldn't even see it that way because it's nothing. Right. It, like, it's really nothing personal because I don't even know the client. Yeah. But for this experience in particular, a lot of photos were taken without my permission and posted on social media and just definitely in a way where I was taken advantage of. And that's when I Mm. realized no matter what kind of boundaries you establish, like as a black photographer, like people are probably most likely going to take advantage of you. And that's something that you just can't avoid sometimes, which really sucks, but I feel like if you're careful about who you choose to work with, you can avoid that. And also, if you do take the proper steps in the process of your shoot, you can kind of protect yourself from that and do the best that you can to, like, avoid running into those situations.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, emphasis on black photographers and people taking advantages of, like, black photographers because people take advantage (coughs) Of photographers in general because they think it's just like an easy like medium of art that everybody can do but as a black photographer it's just like we just get looked down upon with literally everything we do so
0: and it's really it's really unfortunate that it took the Black Lives Matter movement for people to start paying attention exactly. to black photographers. Exactly. Like
1: it's, sad. it's 2020.
0: Like, yeah, they're not on the come up now. They've always been making this amazing ass work, and right. people are acting like they don't, they've right. never seen it before. Right,
1: incorporating black models and, and black photographers and black stylists and makeup artists, and like now we are just starting to get the recognition. Like these past few months, now we have just started, you know, shooting Vogue covers and and getting these platforms that white photographers have always had from the beginning of whatever publication, from the beginning of whatever career they had. Like, they've always had these opportunities and always had these opportunities to have these opportunities. So as black photographers, like, it's kind of sad that, you know, now's the time, but listen, now's the time. So yes, <laughs> like now you know. is the
0: time, and myself... As a yeah, black yeah. non-binary photographer, right. it is time. People need to just... People need to open their purses and yeah, pay up because we well. are the ones that are giving. Right. We are the ones that are giving. and <laughs> Simple it's Simple as that. Exactly. And it's Simple as so that. crazy that, like... It's just crazy to me that people are, like, now just hearing, like, oh, this is the first black photographer to photograph for a blank magazine right. or for right. this something. And it's, like, how?
1: Like, I mean congrats but like bro, like y'all haven't done anything that's actually sad on y'all part like think like it's sad on y'all part so
0: it's just yeah people like, <laughs>
1: people got work to do my a be lot like, of
0: work to do like there's so work much work to be done and i'm glad that like people are getting their attention now right. but it's sad that it's like you know but now that's we have a lot of like There's been a lot of stuff that has come out recently that's just been so good, like, consistent from all different artists. Like,
1: and listen, my applause go out to everyone who's been doing their thing because Mm -hmm. (laughs) big inspiration for people like me and people like you on the come up, I guess, so.
0: And the fact that we're in a pandemic, which has made shooting so much harder because... Part of I mean everything you do is working with subjects and connecting with them. Yeah. And now you can either have to you either have to do it from a huge distance yeah. or you can't even do it or you're doing yeah. FaceTime shoots. And yeah. FaceTime shoots are a little. (laughs) FaceTime shoots are a little disrespectful to me. I feel like it really depends on who you are, and I think they're cute or whatever. But people are like, "Oh, shot by me." The person is doing the setup. The person probably did their makeup. The person probably set up their outfit, and then you're taking screenshots. I mean, like
1: that's cool or whatever. Like y'all creative, but don't don't run with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and be like, "Oh, I've been shooting for this long." Like,
1: Like, nah, don't run with that. But. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like we can apply what we just talked about you know in the future so we can like protect ourselves from having exactly super negative experiences I feel like it's just gonna happen yeah. and I hope to like I definitely want to open up about it more like as yeah. I become more comfortable doing this podcast yeah. I'm still very You know, I'm pretty shy and I don't like to share myself, like, with the world and, like, social media. Like, I feel like no one there, like, knows anything about me. But I hope to, like, unpack these things in the future because it sucks, like, not having anyone to, like, look up to that can be like, okay, this is, like, what really went down in this situation. But, I mean, there have been people that have opened up about their experiences and I feel like that has definitely, like, kind of given me, like that push to be like, okay, like I can share this experience and it's like coming from a good place. I'm thinking about, um, Karina Sharif, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm really, really glad that someone is speaking up about their experience because not every experience is good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also I just feel like it's important for black photographers and black artists in general to kind of find a mentor and Kind of look up to someone and see what they're doing and see what they've been through. That's why I started assisting because it's kind of hard for me to find a mentor. But if I can get myself out there and start being in the field and seeing how business is handled and dealt with, then I can learn from that and use it in my own practice in my own, you know, uh, business That's
0: really practices smart. and stuff like that. So yeah well i feel like this is a good segue into kind of wrapping up but yeah. before we wrap up i think it'd be cool for us to each talk about what we're working on right now because i i really want to have you back on here like yeah. maybe in a couple months <laughs> yeah, and see like how nice. much we've done since yeah this but, is nice um you can go first
1: okay so
0: i know you already talked about some stuff yeah so.
1: yeah i mean i guess as the year comes to an end i mean it's a crazy year In 2021, I just look to further my practice and further my knowledge within the medium of photography and within the medium of art and within the medium of Black studies and the Black experience in general. Um, Also, I want to start putting myself out there a little bit more so i want to start applying for grants for fellowships and uh hitting up photographers i'm inspired by seeing if i could help them out in any way and just meet new people in a different way that i i'm i haven't been used to um so for 2021, I guess. I mean, that's just the art side of it. Within, like the personal side, I guess there's more like um, like motivational stuff and stuff like that. And yeah, how about you?
0: To start off with some personal things, I really just want to take advantage of the free time that I'm going to have next semester. It's my last semester of undergrad, but I just finished my core requirements this yeah. semester. So Congrats. I'm just going to be... I'm going to try to make work as much as I can. I feel like New York has definitely, like, I'm running out of locations, like, basically, like, here. So that's been an issue, but I really just want to make some photos, like, for myself, and I really want to do things that I didn't have time to do before because I was working full time or I was going to school but now I work remotely which is really good so I really want to learn how to play my electric violin yes I really want to learn (laughs) and I really want to get back into dance because I danced for 15 years and then I just stopped and it feels like a part of me is missing but I'm realizing that upon like getting back into that, I can incorporate that into my own work. Yeah. like I feel yeah. like seeing work from the perspective of like a dancer could yeah. be really interesting. Yeah. But for work-related things, this is actually going to be another installment <laughs> of my podcast, but I'm working on a photo book, and it's called March 9th, and it's in dedication to my mom, who passed away three years ago. But I initially started taking photos because when she passed away... I had no photos of us, which is really weird to think about now. But I started shooting other people as kind of, like, a way of, like, coping. And now I'm at a place where I've, like, accepted my loss. But I've definitely grown from it. And I feel like I'm as strong as I am because of that today. So I really just want to, like, make the best work that I possibly can. But I definitely, like, want to take my time. But it's going to be amazing. Like, I'm very into... It's like another side of me, but I'm very into like mm-hmm. children's books and stuff. I'm literally like a child, <laughs> but mixing that like into my photo book, I feel like is going to yeah. be like a challenge, but yeah, that's it's going like,
1: to be special for Yeah. You. That's yeah. what I
0: want to focus on. Yeah, so it'll be
1: special for you. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> thank
0: you. Yes. Well, thank you for being here. Oh no, thank you for having me. Of this course. Was very fun. Of course.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, for my next episode, I'm going to have a special guest, Dariana Portez. She is currently a student at Pratt University, um, upstate in Utica, I believe. Yeah. But I think she's transferring to Brooklyn, so we'll be mm-hmm. discussing. But we're going to have the film versus digital debate. And also, her experience studying photography, because I am a journalism major, so I've never gotten like an academic education in photography. So I'm very intrigued to hear from the perspective of someone who has. So... Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Picture Me Better. Until next week, take care, everyone. This is Tamara signing out.